You are listening to Mark Hatmaker Rough and Tumble Raconteur. This is a grab bag of old school Western martial arts, resurrected indigenous ways and empirical musings tinged with a heavy dose of respect, admiration, let's call it hero worship, for these hosses of yore. Hey crew, this is Mark Hatmaker here at the Demolition Derby. I just finished up my heat, didn't want to take a chance to put my phone in there with me. Just want to give you a little bit of live audio what the next heat is up sounding like. Uh, my God, if you ever get an opportunity to do this, do yourself a favor and do it. Uh, I will uh, sign off now and then we'll get directly to the segment that pertains to what we're talking about on this segment of Tactical Driving and Hell, just having fun. Crew, this is Mark Hatmaker coming to you from the far quieter Comancheria. That opening audio was uh, a little bit on the uh, near the arena for the uh, the most recent demolition derby I drove in. At the audio at the end, I give you uh, a little bit of what it sounds like from within the car. Uh, my plan is to try and record from within it during the uh, during the the derby itself. It turned out to be unwise. Too much red clay mud flying, too much broken glass flying, and I got to watch my six right. Anyway, on to uh, the subject of today's sermon, which is tactical driving, crash survival, and uh, driving PT. You could essentially call this uh, what I learned uh, by driving uh, demolition derbies. Because after all, information is useless if you don't put it to, put it to work. So everything you, uh, you get out there, you get your hands on, you got to get out there and experiment with it, see how it goes. Now, how it all started, I've been driving, I think I've done four, five, six, I forget how many years I've tried it now. Uh, it starts out, my wife entered some paintings into the county fair, and uh, I'm flipping through the brochure to see what else they have to offer. And amongst the fair's offerings is a demolition derby, and right there in the small print, it says, want to drive? Well, the idea had never crossed my mind, but when the curiosity devil beckoned, my answer to want to drive was a hill and hearty, well, hell yeah. So I give the good folks at Tennessee Slammers the Bangers a call, and they could not be more accommodating to a rookie, which was me. Still kind of rookie-ish. Um, being the inquisitive sort, I ask any sort of advice for the first-timer, and they say, yeah, don't wear shorts, so wear jeans in case there's a fire. And I say, well, does that happen a lot? And they say, kind of. Yeah, in fact, it does. Uh, matter of fact, my first night, there's two fires on uh, that night, and neither of them mine, and everyone's okay. I asked a few more questions, and most of the answers we turned with, uh, you might want to have a back brace, a neck brace. It hurts, man. You're going to feel it, that sort of thing. But everyone's laughing while they're saying it, so, yeah, why the hell not? So, my hail and hearty hell yeah, still there. A little bit of uh, thinking about that in the background radiation of thought, but you got to push that out and just do the stuff, Right. Well, since I was going to put myself and hopefully others through repeated car crashes, I thought I'd settle down and school myself with some advice from experienced derbies and tactical drivers. Now, first, I want you to picture the car interior. These are non-modified cars, meaning no roll bars, no reinforcements, no driver's harnesses, nada. The concession to safety is some glass has been removed. Some. Other than that, it's you in a factory seatbelt, all right? So with that in mind, how do we stable ourselves inside this perilous environment? Here's a few tips from the pros who crash into other pros for a living, live to limp away and crash again another day. I, mean, I have found it incredibly useful in all the ones I've driven, and I do these things day in and day out in the standard driving myself. First off, when you grip that wheel, you want the bootlegger grip. When you grab that steering wheel, grip it in a thumbless grip, just as if you're sitting up an old-school Americana or Kimura submission. Not how we do in the black box. Things are completely different there. But the old-school version, no thumb. You get that thumb next to your uh, index finger. And to the non-submission players out there, keep those thumbs on the same side of the wheel as the rest of your fingers. As a matter of fact, it's not a bad idea to press those thumbs tight to the sides of the index fingers until you get used to it and remind yourself. Now, I might be asking yourself, why the bootlegger's grip? 
I'm going to give you two reasons. One, it reminds you to use push pressure on the wheel to control turns and allow it to spin instead of you tugging on the wheel and manhandling your turns. Like you, you tugging on the wheel actually pulls your body out of alignment and such. Poor form if you're doing any kind of speed tactical driving. Also poor form whenever you're getting your, uh, uh, your, uh, uh, your, your spine out of alignment when you're taking many, many crashes. Because keep in mind, when you're taking these crashes, most of them are uh, going to be rear-end collisions off at quarter angles and stuff. And they're going to be multiple cl- uh, collisions. You're going to get hit and bounce off in two or three cars at the same time. So it's not a single iteration to crash. You're getting two, three dozen crashes at a time. And let alone the fact most of the time you drive in reverse, your head's cocked around backwards with the weight of a helmet on your head. So yeah, you want to have as much stability as you can. Push pressure is the way to go. Now back to that bootlegger grip. Two, if... <laughs> When, because it's in, the, in a derby, it's a, it's a certainty, but in everyday life, we don't know when you take a hit, particularly the front wheels and that wheel jerks, and my God, it will jerk like a mother, the wheel will spin in your hands. Now, if you're hanging on without a bootlegger grip, as opposed to dislocating or breaking your thumbs, that gets your attention? All right, your hands will just slide around on the wheel, all right? Now, so I drive with the bootlegger grip everywhere. I mean, I'm standard street, just going down to the store to get some milk. I mean, there are too many textures in the world, and I've only got two thumbs. Ah, now once we're inside the cockpit, let's talk about the command position. This refers to how you sit your vehicle or position yourself in the seat in relation to all that is around you. Now here are the basics. You want that seat upright. You want your head perpendicular. You are upright, man. You skip leaning that seat far back in a comfy position looking cool. We've got to be upright and tight, aware, and better prepared to ba- uh, brace the body and the neck for impact. You know, and by the way, this is uh, just for uh, information's sake, at least half the seats in derby cars are already wrecked. I mean, they're already just sliding free. Uh, their back supports will just, you're, you're popping out of the seat half the time anyway. So we've got to be prepared to be in control, even when conditions are not optimal. All right, you want your shoulders against the seat back. You want to settle back, allow the seat to support you. You're going to need all the support you can get upon any kind of impact, whether you're driving a derby and just in everyday life. Now, you want to move that seat forward until your wrists lay over the steering wheel. All right, that little seam of your wrist right there, let them lay over the top. That's whenever you're close enough, then you go back and get your bootlegger grip. This puts us close enough to the wheel uh, to control, and not so far away that minor impact will whip our hands off of the wheel, all right? Now, that left foot, this is key. Even if you're not working in it with a clutch, that left foot will be flat on the floor. It goes to dead pedal position. That means you want to be able to push into the floor to keep your torso braced. This left foot is not inactive, not at all. You're going to want to keep that push going the entire time. This keeps yourself upright and tight into the seat for your tactical driving. This diminishes you bouncing around as much upon impact. And like I said, you will bounce. You've got to push into this thing hard to support yourself, to brace, to be tight and in control of the vehicle. Now, with all this tightness we're talking about, you do want soft hands on the wheel. I know it's counterintuitive. You don't want a death grip, but you want to control it, but you're not squeezing hard, all right? And uh, most of the time, we're always hearing this 10 and 2 noise. You always want your hands on the wheel. Of course we do, but we know in everyday life, we have a tendency to drift one hand away, but so you're always getting at least one hand on the wheel all the time. Two are ideal. I have to go ahead and tell you just for the sake of the derby purposes, it's usually going to be one because most of the time you are, uh, to preserve the vehicle, you are crashing with the rear end. So there's a whole lot of this cocking around one hand on the wheel, grabbing a strap and turning around uh, to the rear so you can see where you're going, hopefully, if you don't have too much clay mud in your eyes. Now, with that right foot, you're going to want your pedal heel on the ground. You're going to pivot on that heel to use toe pressure on both the gas and the brake pedal. I mean, there's no lifting of that entire leg, not even a fraction of an inch. Even if, the, if you've got any kind of habit like that in everyday life, no go. You want that heel kind of ground in, not as tight as the, uh, uh, the dead pedal with the left foot, but you still want it ground in. You want to have some tight contact. I mean, too much, too much energy, too much time and impact, that leg will fly around more than you'd imagine. 
I mean, any little impact, it's gone, and then you have no more control over your inputs anymore. So you want to stay tight, close to your pedal, because, you know, the gas, the brake, these are your key, man. This is what it's all about. Now, always use that heel pivot, back and forth, back and forth with that pivot, and never lift a leg to make a pedal transfer. I mean, these are all things we can practice in our day-to-day driving. You don't have to jump in a derby to do this, even though I highly recommend it. But keep that dead pedal pressure going, and also pedal heel on the ground, and then pivot back and forth. Now, you also want to look at where you want to go, not where you are going at the moment. In other words, don't look at the hood of your car. This holds true, particularly in a spin. Sight where you want to go and steer slash aim for that sighted goal. So look where you want to go. Don't get short-sighted without, about what's going on. By all means, you're not going to phase out of anything. you got to pay attention. Now, there's many, many more tasty tidbits from the pros that came in mighty handy. Ideas from the threshold breaking, successful slalom, inertial cornering strategy, accelerating out of corners, the ease and squeeze. I mean, every single one of these things I find useful in every mile of my day-to-day driving, but we'll leave that info for another day. Let's, uh, let's keep this sermon within limits. Let's end with a little bit of crash survival, because even if you're not driving demo derby, it's still not a, a bad idea to know how to survive a crash, because for the most part, we all either drive or we're passengers in something. Now, beyond the fundamentals discussed regarding bracing in the command uh, uh, position section, if when an impact is imminent and we have choice of where to take the shot, this is rare, but if we do, you want to take that shot broadside on the passenger doors, obviously, if you're traveling alone, right? Um, Now, we're assuming tactical at this point, because often, most of the time, we get into fender benders and we stop and we get out and exchange information. Let's say we're ever in the the situation where impacts are going to happen, but we got to get the hell out of there. This is really dire stuff here. Now, if accelerating escape after impact is considered vital, we want to avoid taking a hit to the wheels, perhaps cracking an axle. We want to avoid taking it in the front so we can protect the radiator and drive chain. So uh, you can flip all this advice around and know where to wisely impair a vehicle if you want to hit it. You want to hit those front wheels. You want to hit that radiator. So you're aiming for the front and using the rear end of the car uh, or the rear quarters are the best way to go with this. But protect your front end and protect your front quarters. And also, keep in mind, it is always wise to be moving with a crash. I mean, this is just like good boxing footwork and upper body evasion. If you take a punch while moving, you can take much of the stink off it more if you're just standing stock still. It's the same thing with a moving vehicle. As long as it's not head-on, movement is a wise tactic. Movement allows you to dissipate the impact. Now, keeping that in mind, my staying on the move will keep the tires spinning. And this allows for greater dissipation of force than taking a hit on non-moving tires. Also makes my vehicle more responsive to the inputs that I'm giving it through my pedal pressure and whatever I'm doing with my, uh, uh, my wheel control. And also, by staying on the move, you, you keep the revs up and you reduce the chances of stalling your engine, which, engine, which is also obviously anathema if escape is a priority. Uh, here, here's another derby survival tip that can just transfer to overall collision uh, ideas daily, the day-to-day tactical drive. If you are in a vehicle that you've got to use for escape, evasion, but you know impact is a likelihood. And keep in mind, if you just want to be a squared away sort and be prepared for you know, you know accidents, man, these things happen. First, you want to remove any obvious frou-frous. That is, things dangling from rearview mirrors, clutter on the seats that will go flying and distract, or more embarrassingly, disable your vision or injure you an impact. And keep in mind, when a vehicle is hit, loose shit hits the fan, and don't be the fan, right? So first thing you do, I get in the vehicle of like a demo car, you rip everything out. I don't care if it's, you keep the rearview mirror, but that's about it. You strip the sun visor, there's anything laying around, somebody's got an old Coke can laying around, whatever it is, it's got to go. Stuff flies, and almost invariably it sees a hit you in the eye. That's why eye protection is mandatory whenever you drive one of these things, because you don't have windshields for the most part, unless one's already cracked, uh, not been cracked out yet. Uh, but in your own vehicle, your own property flying around injuring your, your eyes, does, uh, it's kind of embarrassing, isn't it? 
So uh, again, but back to our day-to-day life. Let's say we know something dire is coming up and we've got to be prepared and you're in your vehicle. Snap off any non-necessary hardware, door handle knobs, anything that might pierce flesh or puncture you or make an unnecessary impact bruise. You've got to disable the airbag so that the impact does not detonate the airbags and thwart your escape plans. Now, once the airbags are disabled, pull out your tactical folder, any kind of knife you got, and slash every seat cushion that is not being sat on. Now, take all that foam and stuff it between you and the dryer door. Pack it in there tight. You can never, never have too much. Now you're ready to go. Now, whether you're derby driving, tactical driving, evasion driving, or day-to-day driving, the true key is being alive, awake, aware, and always in the moment. Practice good awareness even on your quick trip to the store because unlike a derby, which is a scheduled car crash, which is more like 50 or 60 car crashes, the real, the real world does not follow a schedule. You want to be ready. And if you ever, by the way, if you ever get a chance to try, drive a derby, do it. I mean, it's destructive fun in spades. Hell, if you're around here uh, next year, do it with me. We'll, we'll go out there and have some fun. Oh, I should say something about a little bit of uh, uh, PT tips for uh, derby driving. Your spine and your neck is going gonna, is gonna to take a lot. Now, if you're a wrestler, chances are you already do neck bridging and sets like that. You're in better position to do that. But if not, uh, failing that, I, I highly advocate uh, as part of your PT program, you want to have good spinal stability, neck stability. Of course, a bit of a plug. Of course, I would say that but the stabilizing uh, muscle portion and the shotgun muscle portion of the uh, the uh, soon to be released unleaded program that will you know, fit that bill in spades. Okay, with that said, uh, you know, like, subscribe, review, be kind to us, support, do whatever you want to do there. Uh, we'll exit this with a little bit more audio from the car. I doubt you can hear my voice on this because the car gets a bit loud. But again, no crash, but it's still the engine, man. And hell, that was fun. dig what we just discussed today uh i'd like to invite you to like and subscribe to the podcast hell support it if you want i'm not your dad do what you want and if you're a glutton for punishment uh, just visit our website extremeselfprotection.com you'll find links to the blog all of our products and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of more pages if you like musics <laughs>